Jesus Christ, our sovereign King, who is the word of salvation, of wisdom and knowledge do we bring, and thanks and As the king of the universe, of course, the king of our lives, our individual lives, and the king of our powers. With the solemnity of today, Christ the King, we come to the end of the liturgical year B. Next Sunday, we begin a new year in the life of the church, year C. And we've come this far to reflect how the Lord has brought us through as we come to the end of the year the liturgical year, and also uh, human life always come to the end. You remember in the, the Word of God in Psalm 24, it reminds us, the Lord is the earth and its fullness, the Lord and all its people. It is he, the Lord, who set it on the sea, on the waters, he made it firm. The Lord, the King of the universe, and in the same Psalm 24, I think verse 7, the Word of God tells us, lift up your heads, raise your heads high, O ye gates, and let him enter the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? It is the Lord, the mighty, the valiant in war. Some of today's Mass also highlight the Lord is King, enrobed in majesty, he has laid the foundation of the world so firm that all the nations acclaim him as the king of the universe. And it is something so beautiful that we are right now standing before the throne of his majesty, professing his kingship, his rulership over our lives. Just very briefly, this feast uh, was instituted by Pope Pius XI, in 1925, many of you know the history more than I do, after the World War I, and many things going on in different nations and countries of the world at the time of Adolf Hitler, the time of Benito Mussolini, and also Stalin. And many rulers and leaders were putting themselves as the measure of all things. You know, one of the philosophers will say, man is entwining himself to be the measure of all things. So we say with some of the political leaders. So the Pope was prompted to remind 
the whole world, that Christ is still the king of the universe, and that all leadership, all authorities, and all power comes from him. So in a document, not that 1925, quam primus of primus, he made a specific statement which is still relevant in our time, he says. Unless all individuals and all nations submit to the rule of the Savior, we can barely or relatively have lasting peace. Unless all individuals and all nations submit to the rule of Christ, the Savior, we can barely have peace. Unfortunately, you can see how we have refused to submit to the leadership or authority of Christ. And in refusing to submit or to remove him from our spheres of life, we continue to experience the same thing of 1925, wars, conflict, violence still going on. However, today we are out to celebrate Christ the King and not to talk about the war. So it is about Christ as the King. You see in the Gospel, Pilate asked him, are you the King of the Jews? You recall all through his public ministry when individuals or even groups wanted to make Christ the King. He withdrew from them and he never mentioned that he is a king. Rather, his work spoke for him. Pilate asked him, what have you done? They brought him to be condemned, to be crucified. What have you done? What have you done? And what did Jesus do all through his public ministry? The word of God tells us, Act of the Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus Christ, anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit, went about doing good. That is what he did, and that is what he continues to do, even in our time. Luke summarized his mission in Luke chapter 4. Filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord has come to give sight to the blind, to set prisoners free, to liberate the captive, and to proclaim his year of favor. That is the kingdom he has come or came to establish. And we share in this kingdom as his sons and daughters, as kings, as queens and kings, so that this mission of his kingdom here on earth will continue with us. That is the kingdom that Christ has come to establish. And that is why he replied to Pilate and to all of us, my kingdom is not of this world. In the prayer of the Lord our Father, we pray, your kingdom come, already come in Christ and in us, so the kingdom is always coming where the bread is given to the hungry. The kingdom is always coming where we give clothes to those who are naked. The kingdom is always coming whenever we are kind, even with the little things that we say every day. That is the kingdom where Christ reigns, or we continue to reign. And he calls you and I to participate. That is the way we can say, he is the king of my heart the king of my family, the king of our society, and of this parish. It is a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love, and peace. These are characteristics that mark his kingdom, but I would like us just to take one out of it. He said, for this 
I was born to witness to the truth. So it is about the truth of the kingdom. Pilate asked him again, what is truth? If you go down the same gospel, what is truth? I ask you in the same question, we can reflect outside of this place, what is truth? Do you seek the truth? Have you found the truth? Are you interested in telling yourself the truth? What is truth? Is it a political category? How do we define it? There are so many theories of truth out there. But as individuals, what is truth? Do you care to know what is truth? Have you told yourself the truth about your lifestyle? Do you even care to discover the truth? The same question applies to you and I. The shortest psalm, Psalm 117, the truth of the Lord remains forever. Some versions will say his steadfastness, but it is his truth that remains forever. So truth is not just a concept. It is not just an idea. Truth is a person, a person that once encountered, once we lived him, then he can set us free. You remember in John 8, the word of God tells us, only the truth will set you free. It is only when I discover this truth, telling myself this truth, then I will be made whole. I will be set free. I will be liberated. Only the truth will set me free. Of course, in his encounter with the Samaritan, the woman at the well, that in spirit and in truth, we can leave ourselves open to his rulership so that his kingdom will continue to reign on earth. And to tell ourselves the truth that this place, the world, is not our home. That is the truth of life. That is why St. Paul will call us in his letter to Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to the standard of this world, like Christ we say, my kingdom is not of this world. St. Paul tells us, be not conformed because we have a lasting kingdom. Be not conformed to the standard of this world. Rather, by the renewal of your mind, the same renewal will open us to the truth that we need, that will help us in life. But through renewal of your mind, then we'll be configured to the truth, allowing this truth to set us free. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we come to acclaim Christ as the king of the universe, we ask him to continue to direct us as individuals, the truth about our families, the truth about our society, the truth about um, everything that we need to know so that um, we will serve him in sincerity of heart. May this be our prayer always for Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.